This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi everyone, this is Paul Simpson, manager at Carlisle United and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Jamie Devitt. My name is Maddie Robson. My name's Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs. My name's Toby Show Silver. My name's Greg Abbott, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Enjoy. Oh, we all made it. Hello, hello. hello. I can hear Will. Hi. We're clear. Oh, oh, good. oh, can hear Max, Max has been rescued from the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've heard he has anyway. Oh, here he comes. <laughs> there he is. Hey. Hey. Oh, he's got a full beard. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. I'm a new man. I know. can't really wax about the, about your magnificent moustache now, even though it's still there. <laughs> no, well, it might, it might come back. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but no, like uh, Max, you nearly didn't make it, did you, to the podcast? Uh, and obviously, you know, we like to have a bit of a preamble here. Why don't you tell us your, your hijinks, uh, how you nearly didn't make it for the for the second week in a row? You know. Yeah. Well, I got I got called into out of hours and came into some misfortune on the way there, and my suspension uh, decided to break. So I've had a quite an eventful evening. <sighs> nightmare. So, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it is a nightmare. Yeah. Sick of sick of my car. I need to replace it. To be honest, <laughs> so somebody somebody pulled through and rescued you. Yeah, just the recovery guy. I felt bad for him. Really, <laughs> I, was just, I was just having me dinner. I bet he was full of that. <laughs> I bet he was full of that crap trying to make a get a tip. <laughs> full of rubbish, mate. Honestly, they they finish the dinner. They you know they sit down, have a shower, then they come and get you. That's why it takes two hours. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you're here, mate. You're here, and uh, we're all reunited. So well, I'll kick things off properly. Yeah, I'll kick things off properly. Oh. How's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army podcast. This is, of course, episode 134. And I am absolutely over the moon buzzing to be joined by the full house that (laughs) is the Cumbrian Brain Trust. That's right. Max, Will, and Liam are all joining me on the Blue Army podcast this week. Welcome back, everybody. How are you feeling? Back to full strength. 
When was when was the last time we were all together? I think it's been like before I went on holiday. A couple of months, yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably been about four episodes. I think (laughs) uh, because obviously Will took his little hiatus, and then towards the towards the end of that, Max had a week off, and then Liam. I think you had a week off as well, right at the start of that, maybe. Um, but yeah, you know, we're all reunited for this one. Uh, so uh, yeah, we're gonna have a fully fledged, uh, full bantering uh, episode. And obviously, we've just heard there that you know Max has had a bit of a, a rough time uh, this evening. So uh, you know, th- I've got a remedy for that rough time, Max. Don't worry, because at this time of the show, uh, we've got something that's here to literally pick people's spirits up, and uh, that could mean it's time for one thing and one thing only. It's time for the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week is... I think he's trying to... It's the, the Blue Army Podcast. Just imagine Max stood by the side of the road just stressing out, going, I've got to get back for Joke of the Week, man. Get... I think he was hoping he'd miss it. We've got to get there in time. See if it's worth it, mate. Yeah, we'll see if it's worth it. Um... What do you call a man pouring water into a jug? Phil. Uh, it's not bad. Yeah. It is. It's not bad. <laughs> it is very bad. That's literally what I thought when I heard it. I was like, that'll do. <laughs> Don't want to knock his confidence too much. <laughs> By the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But uh, I get to uh, move on very swiftly and pass the book of the show onto two very capable men's shoulders. That's right. It's the time of the show where we all get to find out. What's been happening here? What's been happening there? In the league. One roundup with Wills and Liam. <laughs> Go on, boys. Some 88, some 88. Who's doing it first, mate? Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. <laughs> no, <all>. nothing's <laughs> happened in League One. Oh, balls. <laughs> I mean, like, there's, yeah, there's one or two things I picked out, but Wait, yeah, I've Nick's got something. I've got something. Me. Okay, gone. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the fact that um, Reading Derby, Port Vale, Leighton Orient, Oxford, Portsmouth, Exeter, Peterborough, Cambridge, Bolton, Burton, Cheltenham, Bristol Rovers, Fleetwood, and Barnsley, Carlisle have all been announced to have been postponed for next week, with the only League One game happening next week. Another's two, actually. Stevenage, Lincoln still on for the time being, and Blackpool, Shrewsbury is. Uh... Stevenage, Lincoln won't be off. I can't. Well, I don't think. Neither <laughs> will have many. Yeah, neither will. Yeah, it's the. Uh, tends to be the bigger thing. But, I mean, this is something that we're kind of getting used to now in League One. Um, you know, part and parcel of stepping up a division is more games and a lot more games called off because it's not been the first time. Um, yeah. It's the first time one of our first games has been yeah, called off. But, yeah, I mean, it's the reason why we've got these games in hand. So we'll, you know, after, well, I suppose only one team's playing. Um, so two. who's, yeah, Steelers, Lincoln. Um, well, I guess neither of those teams. It would be good to maybe see some of the teams around us play their game in hand, you know, touch wood that the results go our way. But um, the other thing is the things that aren't quite news as well is 
Reading are reportedly close to a takeover, but no details have been announced. So there's <laughs> nothing else you can say about it. We, we don't know who it might be. Obviously, they've got major issues with their current owner, um, oversaw a relegation and points deductions and multiple winding up odds against them. Mm. So that's, that's big news for them and big news for the relegation battle because they're one of those teams that you'd think could get you know, a bit of money behind them. You know, no idea who's looking at them. Um, but, you know... They're the former Premier League team, aren't they? So you'd imagine there yeah. would be some interest in it. Exactly. And and then the other thing is it's a bit of a Barney between Matt Bloomfield of Wickham and Steve Evans. Surprise, surprise. Getting involved <laughs> in mind games at Stevenage. Um, so this was the Stevenage-Wickham game. Um, Wickham had two quite major injuries, both of which resulted in players being taken to hospital. Um, they're both okay. We don't know how long they'll be out for. It could be quite serious injuries for them. Um, and Steve Evans kind of... Well, there was... I think there was something like 20, 26 minutes of injury time in the second half. Uh, and Stevenage scored the winner right at the um. Well, no, they didn't actually. They scored the winner in the first half. That was fourteen minutes of injury time. Yeah. Um, that was one. Yeah, so that was one injury. The second injury was in the second half, resulting in twenty six minutes. Um, Steve Evans hinted in his interview after the game that. He thought that the Wickham bench were trying to get lean on the referee to abandon the match, you know, being one nil down at the time. That you know that maybe they hoped that the match would have to be replayed. Um, Matt Bloomfield, the Wickham manager, has come out and vehemently denied that. Um, Steve Evans, you know, we know what he's like. Is this just him up to his old tricks, trying to take an incident and wind people up? Just by dropping hints about it. Sounds like most it. likely. <laughs> so that's that's all I've got anyway. So you know, neither of those. There's not a lot no. to talk about. But um... pulling it back to the post tournaments, though. Mm. What do we think? That's a good idea because I I personally think it's a lot of crap. Oh, because because two of your players are out, you can all of a sudden post four in the match. I think it's three. Is it for well, it, regardless? You know, I, I think it's, yeah. It, I think it's a load of crap to be honest. I think if if they choose to go away, it you know. I think it's, like it's right is 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 what happens is what happens if they don't. So these players won't drop down to League One. They'll stay in the Premier League reserve squads and stuff. So they won't they won't drop down if there's the you know what I mean there won't be the opportunity for them yeah. to play and play internationally. They're going to be know, less but... likely to be signed by League One teams. I think what Liam's suggesting though is that. Um... The players can still go away and play for their countries. Yeah, yeah, and the match just continues to happen with yeah. whoever you've yeah, got but left. those like this—that's what I mean. So those players won't get signed by League One teams, and they won't be playing first team football at that age. You know what I mean? Because it's not—we're not talking about players that are playing. Well, then they won't get caps. called up. If most not playing, most, yeah, most of the people that up. are getting called up from League One are getting called up to under 19s and under twenty one squads. Like that's most yeah. of the call ups from from this division. Um, so it is a lot of those kind of young players that if you know if it wasn't necessarily put people off signing them. I mean, if we you know 
let's say, I mean, you know, there'll be teams like like we have in the past that will maybe miss one or two players and the match doesn't get postponed. You're just without those players. They necessarily put you off signing them if the player's good enough. You know, you might be going to, like, miss three or four games over the course of a season, perhaps. But... um you know, you're still you're still getting a good player, and you know most of the season they're going to be available. I mean, it potentially isn't a bad thing though that we're not playing Barnsley. Um, they're one of the better teams in the division. Well, yeah, but maybe not maybe not from a personal point of yeah. view. But like, yeah, but, yeah. But I think overall, <laughs> I think it's it, it, maybe it might benefit us. But another thing, if that many yeah. games are getting postponed, where it's, there's only two that are going to be on. Is it worth arranging a set of fixtures for the international break then? Why don't we just do what the Premier League and the Championship do, where you just don't even have them games in the international break to begin with? Because right, it, yeah, it, yeah, that that seems a more like reasonable thing to do. It don't let because I, I I know people who would you know plan to travel down and now they can't because it's been called off. You know why why arrange that round of fixtures if all of them bar two are going to get called off anyways because of yeah, international yeah. call-ups. Yeah, well, in that case, maybe it's a bit outdated then. Too, maybe it? they need to update it a bit because maybe when they yeah. brought it in in the first place it was it was less games than, you know, when they first brought it yeah. in it would have been the things like when Leeds United yeah. and Millwall yeah. and Sheffield were in, in the division. And with um, the championship always that way has it been like introduced as you know, you get more internationals in the championship. Was there a time when they decided that we're going to have to, like, just extend the blanket postponement right to the championship and just... So, you know, I'll be close to them maybe making that decision that League won also. Yeah, you know, maybe. You know, if you're only getting two or three games, you know, previous times where we have played, we've been one of only two games that's still been going, so... You know, it seems like we wouldn't miss out a lot of games if we did, if they did just kind of like not schedule fixtures during international weeks. And then maybe, um, maybe yeah. introduce England's C team again. And <laughs> so during the international break, it's yeah. like a League One all star team. <laughs> but I mean, nobody wants With their League Two's to get... top goal scorer yeah, playing against like... like Belgium's. I mean, like with the injuries that we've got at the moment, would we want to be giving any players to that? No, I, don't think, I don't think many of our no. players are no. right now. No, C team. <laughs> Jordan Gibson was nominated for player of the month. Have you know? Yeah. He'd, be, he'd be straight in that team. Well, it would be a, it'll be a fun experience for a lot of them as well. <laughs> you know, to be able to go away and stuff. I imagine a lot of them would be keen to do it, and it'd be a good way for them to sort of like I don't know. It'd be good for like we'd be good for be interested. in a way because is he in one of the Icelands? Yeah, I, I don't even yeah. know. Not yeah, I think went away last time. John Mellish has got a cap for England C when he played in non-league. Yeah, because that's what England. I bet, he, I bet he loves that cap. I mean, like I say, that's what England. <laughs> do you actually get a cap for that? I know you do for. Yep. Um, well, <laughs> you're gonna stamp like, or something like that. You like Yeah, but England team was kind of just that. for non-league players. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lads! Every every single week you impress me because you say you've got nothing, but you still give us a nice ten minutes of content. Like, so, <laughs> thanks very much. We we've all once again got to find out what's been happening here. And what's been happening there in the league? One roundup with Liam and Will.
Wales. Well done, lads. Well done. You've done your lion's share definitely this week. And <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna hand over uh, to uh, to Max. And uh, it unfortunately, mate. You know, I apologise every week because it's the one time <laughs> I couldn't think of a rhyme. It's Max's million pound idea. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Max. Yeah, so so this week it's um. Let me just see who it was from. Um, so yeah, it was from Michael, and he said, um, a new training facility which can be open to the public. Um, so open to the public from from that, I kind of get what in my head it sounds like a you know like a maybe a four G pitch or something that can be used by, yeah. um, so you know like maybe the the kids in like under 13 or something, maybe there could be a tournament and then they play like the final, um, the training pitch or something. I don't know. But I so think there's a few opportunities about, there. Are we talking about like a 4G pitch, which is the equivalency of say like uh, a Scottish League 2, League 1 size kind of stadium? Yeah, you know what I mean? May, that kind of facility. I mean, possibly. I mean, obviously there's a few options of how big you want any facility to be because obviously you'd have to accommodate and um, prioritise the first team. Uh, over anything else but just if something does get built just having that kind of facility open to the public in whatever whatever that might mean um, I think yeah but it's a nice, like, it's a nice idea it's a nice little Hamden next to it it'd be nice know, I, had a dream, I, I had a dream once where Carlisle United had like a little stadium next <laughs> next to Grand Park <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like to have to have like a second stadium for things like you know the county cup games and and uh, the county the, the other one the the, West, about a training the Lancashire Central around it league and stuff. Well, yeah. there's a, a, tra- a training facility could could be a lot of things like gy- yeah. like it could have a gym and like a yeah. obviously they'll have like somewhere where the players eat and stuff. And um, I don't know because I've heard mm-hmm. the um the owners well the the future owners hopefully um they've mentioned it before but you don't know what kind yeah. of they have in mind because they could really go go for it and build like yeah. a, a really big complex but or it yeah, could just be sort know. of similar to the Crichton certainly kind of like but... you know having facilities for the players as well that could maybe bring the player catering in house and you know hire you know hire a chef of their own <laughs> <laughs> and that'd be a great opportunity for the lucky candidate <laughs> Whoever was likely to get that job, um, but you know, it would it would be a step up. It's a step up that Carlisle United need to make, and obviously, it's it's the it's the size of step up, but is going to be a big signal of the ambitions. So yeah. to build that second facility with it to have the the a second function, which will also create revenue, yeah, um, it definitely be something that would be resourceful and it'd be a smart move for them to make because rather than just making a private training facility that you know, only the club can use and there's no sort of like comeback from it. Um, at least there's some way of there being some of the damage and some of the pay yeah, and exactly. some of the finances involved being lifted. Yeah. So, I mean, it'd be great. We just, wanna, we're just waiting, aren't we, to see where yeah, it's going to be, how it's going to happen. You know, it's just, it's just waiting because yeah, once they move those training facilities at Brunton Park, 
then they can start extending the stadium and doing crazy stuff yeah. on the stadium as well, can't they? So it's yeah. another one of those things that'll you know bring in a better quality of player as well. I think because you, you know if you are a player who's thinking of signing for Carlisle and you visit the the, the facilities available for for training, you're not going to be sort of very impressed, are you? So especially if you move, I know. Especially if you move from like a big club. It is going to be hard in January for a lot of reasons, and that that's yeah. one of them, I think. Yeah, you do wonder what the Premier League players think because they've been playing in indoor heated. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you look at the likes of Newcastle and and stuff like that. They they've just had a new sort of facility built, haven't they, by their owners? And it's like chalk yeah. and cheese. Like, yeah, you yeah. come to Carlisle, and it's just a field outside the ground. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> People it's walking the dog past, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like dog shit on the penalty spot. <laughs> it's fucking Haggis with his pitchfork picking dog shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Simo said he didn't want his players playing at a spare tree as grounds. He's like, I was much better. Yeah. I was his, I was his grass, I think his point is. Oh, it was a spare tree. A spare tree's rugby ground, though, wasn't it? So Yeah. It was, was mostly like mud. Whole... Holes in it, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's just fucking you know, <laughs> big old craters up and down yeah. there. Small hill on the halfway line. Is that the one this week, Max? Yeah, yeah, that's it for me this week. Ah, that's an awesome cracker. And uh, thanks very much. But you know, I, I have to, I just, I have to apologise again because it's the one time I just couldn't think of a rhyme. It was Max's million pound idea, right, boys? Let's move on to some Carlisle United related news. And to kick things off, as we were just talking about the uh, the Cumberland Cup, the Fred Conway Trophy, as it's known around these parts. Um, Carlisle United have progressed in uh, what has been some of the very little good news uh, to come out of Brunton Park this week. Uh, they beat Aspatria by four goals to one with a youthful sound. And by that, I mean everyone in the starting eleven was a teenager. Uh, so it was congratulations uh, to the Carlisle United youth team, including a uh, friend of the show, Gabriel Breeze, in nets. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to keep a clean sheet. Uh, and uh, Carlisle United actually went a goal down, uh, but you know the young lads showed a lot of heart and managed to win the game. Uh, we'll see who they get to face in the third round of the Cumberland Cup, and it'll be exciting to see if that's the some sort of silverware they'll be able to take home uh, come April springtime. <laughs> something to look forward to, at least. You know, I'm trying to give us something to yeah, look forward yeah. to. Uh, in I other mean... Carlisle United related news, uh, we're, we're going to talk takeover development gentlemen uh the pure pay debt uh, has been described this week as dealt with uh there's been not a lot of information unfortunately surrounding it other than the fact that because the pure pay situation has been dealt with the final paperwork has been sent to the football commissioning body uh for the takeover to therefore be stamped and approved uh so therefore castle sports group england will become the new owners of carlisle united in the very 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 near future uh gentlemen it's exciting times we've spoken about the impact of the investments going forward but uh you know can we speculate about what dealt with might mean uh i mean liam do you think it means that it's it's not paid uh it's just sort of been allowed to continue under a different agreement i think i think it'll probably be um 
they've managed to get a plan in place for repaying it. Like, because I, I think at the minute it was just they weren't communicating with the club at all, and it was just accruing interest. I'd imagine it'll probably be we've agreed now that we pay so much of it back a month, um, you know, and 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 that it's no longer just a completely unknown thing that it used to be. Yeah, yeah. and and there's the issue as well of kind of like what sort of things are tied to that debt because I think it was likely to be the stadium, which is, is, you know, it's a major sticking point if there's any chance that the club might end up losing ownership of the stadium. It's screwed over a number of clubs in the past. So, you know, if, if there was something in the debt agreement that tied it to the stadium, maybe that's been dealt with. Yeah, Max, have you got anything to speculate? Have you heard anything at all? No, I've just heard kind of probably what everyone else has heard. That well, My understanding was that the Paytac family had sort of agreed to pay a sort of lump sum to start with, uh, followed by, um, as Liam said, a series of sort of monthly payments. And I'm not bothered, to be fair, what, what the details are, as long as it's not going to sort of put the club in danger, as Will said, and... It was kind. Of, I was. It was something I was worried about. Really, the whole pure pay thing. Because I just thought, it, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be sort of typical that it would? It would fall the last hurdle. But it's good yeah. news that it's resolved now. Or, or or pure pay end up putting someone on our board again. Yeah. No, I don't. Th- I don't think the pay text yeah. would. And, and yeah. a big thing when they came. That would in... be a stumbling point as well. Though that could have been it. They could be saying, like, "We want to put yeah. someone on the board." Yeah, a big thing the the Peertex said when they came in though was that they want to run a debt free club. Yeah. So there is, I think there might be quite a significant chance that they have just agreed to pay it all off in one big chunk, like you know because they're not they're not stupid rich, but they do have the money if they're going to buy a club to sort of just pay it all off in one go. Like and 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 I think I I don't think this is what's happened, but I think there is a, a genuine chance that that is. You know, possible that they have gone and just said, "Look, here's the the two point nine million or whatever it is that we owe. Please leave us alone now." <laughs> if that yeah. has happened, though, you, you could believe that it might sort of have a detrimental impact in terms of January sort of resources available. It might have dipped into that. Um, uh, yeah, potentially. But I mean, I think part of their plan would always be to factor in how much they need to spend to make sure we don't get relegated. Yeah. Um, you know, when they're thinking, oh, we're going to buy a club, we need to put this much money in. You know, they've probably already been thinking about for a while that it's important that the club don't go down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in other Carlisle United-related news, as was already discussed, uh, this coming weekend's game against Barnley has been postponed due to international call-ups. Uh, so next week, we're a bit of a, a loose end, gentlemen. Uh, we're not really sure what we're going to cover next week. I feel like uh, there's a good chance of doing some uh, transfer speculations, looking yeah. at some free agent transfers. Uh, we're also going to be doing a couple of messages around the place and seeing if we can whip up some interest on a guest uh, as well. So uh, you never know, we might have sort of like a Blue Army podcast 
podcast versus uh, some ex Carlo United players or a quiz or something. Uh, we'll do something fun next week anyway, but we'll uh, we'll we'll tease people with that one um, because I've been stung before when I've told people there's guests coming on and then people bail out last minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to Carlo United uh, injury news. Unfortunately, we all know Paul Huntington and Owen Moxon were involved uh, in a bit of an injury scare, and unfortunately, Huntington is going to uh, be sidelined for at least a week uh, while they assess his injury. Owen Moxon's injury is under assessment but isn't believed to be too bad. Finn back though, it's been revealed that his extent of his injury is going to be a couple of months uh, and to add to all of this, Taylor Charters has suffered an injury setback. He was supposed to be due back in training this week. And unfortunately, after suffering that setback, it's going to be postponed by at least another week before he gets back involved in training. So therefore, another two weeks before he becomes back in first team contention properly. Uh, It was also to add to those woes, uh, Joe Garner has reached his yellow card limit and will be suspended for the next league fixture unfortunately, but to add to the ease, Alfie McCalmont will be back from his suspension. Um, obviously, it's also been revealed that Callum Guy is going to be a long-term injury. So, with all of these injuries, gentlemen, it's no wonder that Paul Simpson has been looking into the free agent market. Uh, he has become increasingly frustrated with the lack, the pure lack of motivation of some of these, you know, fat, lazy goal scorers of years gone yonder, not wanting to <laughs> drop those divisions, drop those pounds, drop those literal pounds in money, not just weight as well, to come and play football again in a cold January and get involved in a relegation fight. Can you believe nobody's up for the challenge, gentlemen? Because you know, how could you not sell that amazing prospect uh, to, to a striker? <laughs> uh, there's rumours rampant this week, and obviously, you know, Liam, you're pretty good uh, with rumours, and you've got your finger on the pulse. Have you heard anything about the Gary Medin speculation? Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything. <laughs> I, I think it is genuinely just like people yeah. saying what they kind of want to hear. Um, Max, Max, sorry. Are we that desperate? Yeah, we, we are. <laughs> I mean, we've done it with Gary Medin before and it's never... It's, also, it's I swear he's injured till January anyways. Right. So, like, he, he, we can't get him now anyways because he'd, he'd be sidelined until around about the same time Coyote's going to be back. So there's not really yeah. much point. Yeah, I mean, it's it's important not to forget that we do have Coyote coming back. It's it's getting closer now. Um, Touchwood, there's not been any news on setbacks on that. Um, so it can add a bit of strength to our forward line, but... It's, it's it's just putting it in the back of the net, though, isn't it? That what we need is not necessarily what Coyote gives you. Well, proper um, target man wouldn't go amiss, and uh, unfortunately, yeah. Gary Medine does fit that description, or at least yeah. uh, a version of Gary Medine. It's just not, <laughs> yeah, it's just like you know we've done this before with Gary Medine coming and savers. We've also um, heard the name Cole Stockton before, and that's another name uh, that's been leaked this uh, morning, in fact. Uh, Morecambe are apparently willing to let the man go for a small um, fee, and it might be a fee that the Pataiks would be willing to pay Max. Is that a potential exciting target for you? 
Yeah, I think he's a good player, to be fair. Um, I'd be happy if he came in. It's just whether he would. Um, obviously, Morecambe's not that far away, so it, you don't have the sort of geographical I think he's, he's, location. He's a Burton, isn't he? I, don't, I think he's already left Morecambe. He's a Has Burton he already left? I thought he, was, I thought he was still at Morecambe, to be honest. But yeah, good signing, I would say. Um, but yeah, I don't really want to get excited about potential signings. Um, just want them to come in, like... Yeah, I mean, we, you know, it's, we've said this before, we're kind of like pinning a lot of hope on everything will be okay when the Patayaks take over. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, I'm sure, you know, we've got a lot of this season to come and, you know, we've got a lot of gears to go through. Um, we are not a million miles away from doing, you know, from holding our heads up in this division. It's not like we're getting hammered every week. We're... We're, you know, we're missing in some really crucial areas. But, you know, if you look at the, you know, sure we'll look at the game, uh, the Bristol Rovers game, um, you know, but for some, you know, but for some players in good positions and some finishing, we, you know, we could have won that game, didn't. But, um, you, you know, it's not, it's not like we need a, we'd need a squad overhaul, but we need more, we'd need a stronger core. And yeah. that's also with kind of players like now Callum Guy. Um, don't know how long Punts is going to be out for, um, but you know players that you would say are part of our experienced core aren't going to be around as much either. So we kind of need to, we you know we need that experience, but more than anything, we just need goals. That's right. That's right, mate. That's right. And uh, that's the end of the Carlisle United related news for this week. And before we move on to play the game with the longest name, there's time for a quick word from a few of our sponsors. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Picture the scene all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. All right, gentlemen, it's time to play. The game with the longest name. It's time for the Blue Army podcast, Carlisle United. Higher or lower, that also includes one even now, which you found last week, uh, relating to their overall stats on a certain year of FIFA. And this time, it's FIFA 14! <laughs> 
Yay! <laughs> so ridiculous. Oh, I can just hear the theme music in my head. I can just hear the theme music going round and round in my head. Now, uh, last week, uh, Liam and Will, uh, you did you did okay. You did pretty well. Um, you know, you you managed to at least get yourself uh, a few more steps uh, towards midway. But unfortunately, you fell foul to the FIFA 14 even Stevens, uh, which was. Chris Chandler and David Amu, who were both on the overall ratings of 59. Uh, So we're going to pick things off where we ended things last week. It's David Amu. Now, obviously, because there's three of you, we're going to play, what do we call it? Last man standing rules. So when when there's one person left, it's game over, basically, because there's three of you this week. uh, So you can't play on your own. And uh, gentlemen, to decide who gets to go first this week, I'm going to judge you on something very primal. Your favourite colour. Max, are you going to go first? Green. Green for Max. Will? Blue. And Liam? Uh, Purple. Well, of course, the correct answer was blue. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go with Will. Uh, You're going to go first. Uh, I mean, uh, green, uh, closer link to the deck chair kit, I suppose. Obviously, purple was a nice away kit as well. Uh, But we're going to go green, then purple. Uh, So it's going to go Will, Max, Liam. Okay, and we're going to pick things up where we left things last week. It's uh, David Amu on 59. So higher or lower than David Amu on FIFA 14. Matty Robson I'm going to say lower lower yeah David Amu into Matty Robson. Matty Robson, of course, was a uh, a former guest on the show. He had a two-parter, fantastic guest uh, back in the day. And uh, he let slip, of course, that this was the year that he won Player of the Year. Uh, and as a result of that, he was more <laughs> highly rated than David Amu, I'm afraid. Uh, uh, so, no. uh, Will, you're out at the first hurdle. I'm really sorry about that. I hope you sit back and enjoy your what looks like a lovely Chardonnay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're know, going to let Max... Uh, take over um i mean max if you if you if you go out i think this is the first time ever where like you know you've all gone out and you know the third person's not had a chance to play so uh good luck to you sir uh so we're gonna go from matty robson higher or lower than matty robson lewis guy um i think matty robson was fairly high i'm i'm gonna go lower I'm gonna go lower player of the year and all that And you'd be correct, sir. Well done. So you saved yourself the embarrassment. And Liam, you do get to play this week. Um, we're going to move on. Higher or lower than Lewis guy, Paul Thurwell? Um, lower. Lower, you're going to say. And you'd be wrong, I'm afraid, Liam. Unbelievable. <laughs> Max with the only right answer this week. Are uh, you really struggling? On FIFA, FIFA 14, is hard. Gentlemen. Yeah. I'm afraid FIFA this game's is not as long one. as its title. That's right. That's right. Well, gentlemen, as you just mentioned there, Wills, uh, it is always a pleasure to play the game with the longest name. That's right. It was a beautiful game of the Blue Army Podcast's Carlisle United, FIFA, higher or lower, which also contains one equal now, which has been revealed uh, on the game that we're currently playing, uh, which is also overall related to their overall stats on a certain year of FIFA, and this time, it was FIFA 14. 
Like writing an essay at school yeah, where no. it's like a word count. <laughs> it's got to keep adding, yeah. Try and get as many into the title yeah. as you can. Get the word count. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that naughty thing um, where like you basically just write a load of gibberish with a load of spaces between it and then change the font so it's so white. white. Yeah. So white, yeah, that's a classic. Naughty. Yeah. <laughs> That was naughty. I didn't know that <laughs> until, until very recently. Uh, but gentlemen, thanks very much for playing the game with the longest name. We're going to move on uh, to something that's uh, you know becoming increasingly difficult week after week, unfortunately, at the moment. That's right. It's time for the match report. And as I always do, uh, I'm going to give you the Carlisle United starting lineup for their last weekend's game, which this past weekend was against Bristol Rovers at Brunton Park. Uh, there was Holy in nets with a back four of Barkley. Huntington, Lavelle and Armour with a midfield comprising of Moxon, Magooch, Mellish and a front three of Gibson, Garner and Plange. Uh, so a few changes, obviously mainly through injury. Uh, Maguire being dropped to the bench. Plange being given an a opportunity. We don't know what happens in training. Uh, we don't know who's been impressive during the week. Uh, but what we do know is that there were some four substitutions very early on in the game, uh, which changed this uh, formation and this plan of attack, obviously. Um, going into there being a break now for Carlisle United. Obviously, there's going to be that Harrogate game that's happening as the time of recording on tomorrow night. Uh, in the I can't I can't remember what the cup's called now, but uh, the, the Harrogate game in that cup that nobody really cares about. Um, you'd imagine there's going to be a bare bones team potential of a lot of uh, debuts, uh, maybe uh, going into that game, wouldn't you say, Will? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, you know, we're pretty much already out of that competition and not that we really care about it. So, you know, we'll, and it's Harrogate and bad things happen to us when we play Harrogate as well. So any first team player who features in that game is going off on a stretcher. That's <laughs> like, yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I do hope it is just kind of youth team players that we put forward for that and, don't risk anyone else. Now, Max, Jack Armour being brought back into the team. Uh, Robinson didn't really do much wrong last week, but obviously Armour being around a long time, being the first choice left back for a while. Do you think he had a good enough performance to state his claim to continue uh, to be Carlisle United's left back? Or would you expect Robinson to step in on Tuesday? Um, yeah, I'd be happy if Robinson did step in. Just that's basically just because I want Armour to not get injured. But right. yeah, because I do, I do like Armour. He's, I like his delivery into the box. He's, he's good on his left foot a lot of the time, and um, yeah, he's, he's an important player for us. I think so. Yeah, I, I wouldn't play myself against Harrogate. Don't want to risk it. It's, it might be a bit of a risk, but for Robinson, uh, it, it might be a lot of reward at stake, you know, to add to what was a pretty decent performance when given the opportunity to then have a good performance against Harrogate on a night where nobody's expecting a lot from anyone. So it wouldn't be too difficult to stand out if you did put in a decent performance. And definitely, you know, if Jack Armour started having a few more rough games and we've seen the fact that, Robinson could potentially step in. He might get a few more nods uh, going into what's going to be a very, very, very busy Christmas period at Carlisle United. Now, the game itself, gentlemen, when you look at the stats, Carlisle United 
had a crazy amount of shots. We're talking about 16 shots with five on target compared to Bristol Rovers' six shots with two on target. Carlisle United had 10 corners during the game in which Bristol Rovers had zero. And to top it all off, gentlemen... One of our players scored their goal for them. Um, I mean, where do we really start on a performance like this? It's a, it's a difficult one to take. Um, I mean, lads, you, you were all there in yeah. in in uh, one shape or another and different sides of the stadium. I mean, it, 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 was this the most frustrating performance so far this season for the sheer fact the ball's just not going in the back of the net? Uh, Liam? Yeah, well, look, we've had plenty like it, um, but it, it it does take a special thing to have the amount of shots we've had and not really even trouble the keeper too much. Um, and, and and a stat you failed to mention there as well is I think we had like twenty was it twenty three crosses into the box in that game, something daft like that. You know, it's right. it's so so frustrating. But you know, it, unfortunately, it's kind of become the story of our season. It was a difficult one to take. And the, the goal itself, Max, obviously, um, the, the way it came about, there's just too much space in the midfield. And uh, Bristol Rovers pass it round really easily, finding the channels, finding each other. Uh, it, it, the overlap, very simple stuff. And it's just, it is a wicked deflection. It is unlucky. But the way that Bristol Rovers broke against Carlisle United, it's a case of potentially. It's that reshuffle, you know, losing Callum Guy in the midfield. Are we, is, are we just suffering a little bit from people being out of position maybe now? Yeah, maybe. But to be to be fair, it's not really the defence that worries me. It's because we don't concede many goals. Like, um, hardly ever more than a couple or, or one even. So it is just scoring at the minute. Um, we are going to concede, obviously. Um, but I'm never sort of... Worried about conceding when they're attacking, um, in the past few games because I do have faith in our defence, but it's just another story at the other end of the pitch, unfortunately, and that's needs addressing, I think, as soon as possible. No, Paul Huntington going back into the squad and then very early on coming out of the squad. Obviously, we know that we could have moved very easily back into that 4-4-2 with Mellish being a back, uh, a part of the back four. But, uh, Wills, when Huntington yeah. went off, how worried were you? Um, well, not... I, I was worried potentially for, you know, Huntington's injury, but I wasn't... I wasn't that worried that we'd crumble defensively. We um, reorganised and, you know, kind of changed our formation. We didn't bring another defender on. We brought Maguire on instead. And, you know, for a while, I thought we actually improved a little bit up front as a result of the reorganisation, because you know, got the ball into decent areas, those balls into the box, and then not not putting it in the back of the net, not finding someone. But, um, you, you know, we actually seem to improve a little bit going forward after that just because of the reorganisation and didn't really... I mean, Bristol Rovers didn't really look like scoring again. So, you know, you can say that, you know, defensively we were fine. 
Are you right to say there were opportunities for Carlisle United in the second half? And in fact, uh, one of the biggest opportunities was uh, one of the biggest talking points of the game. Uh, Terrier Blade was through on goal clean, uh, according to the rules of the game, and was completely taken out by Bristol Rovers centre-back Kramer. Uh, I believe it's pronounced. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I mean, fortunately, he was given the red card. Unfortunately, it didn't have an impact on the result. I mean, when something like this blatantly happens, Liam, I mean, shouldn't there be more punishment involved? It's a hundred percent. It, it, he's taken the player out to stop him from scoring the goal. You know, there's more than just the average malice involved in this. Well, there's not much more you can do than send him off, I suppose. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I mean, um, what, what do you want to do? Cut one of his legs off? Like, Longer <laughs> ban. Longer ban. If I a special ban so you can't play against Carlisle the next time the two teams play. Well, uh, it's it, interesting. It, 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 interesting it, interesting against Carlisle because the Blade's absolutely done him. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's, a, it's a tactical red, and I, I don't think you can really do too much more. And he knew it was a red as well. He didn't really put up much of a fight. Um, But look, I'd expect my player to do the same thing. Um, I, we, I had a discussion after the game that in very special instances like that, and this is something I massively disagree with, where you're, you're denying a goal-scoring opportunity like that, that the referee should be able to give it as a penalty, even yeah, though it's outside probably. of the box. But that kind of it it kind of all but complicates the rules a little bit. But yeah, I don't think that you can't really do too much more than give him the usual sending off. Yeah, I thought Max was going to say something. Sorry. No, yeah, I was. Just, that was something I just thought about when you were talking there. Maybe you could, you know, if you're looking to punish them more, maybe you could give a penalty, but. Nah, look that those sort of changes aren't gonna happen, are they? They just they'll be a bit radical, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just check if Will can hear us. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, I can, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what's happened to my camera. Okay, no worries. I'm just checking. <laughs> <laughs> just checking to make sure you're still there, mate. No drama. Uh, we'll we'll power on though. We'll power on because uh, we're getting towards the end of the uh, the match report. Obviously, it, it you know that that red card, like I've just said, it didn't have that much of an impact on the game. Cali United unfortunately still went on to lose the game despite having the one man advantage for the final twenty minutes. Uh, Max, you're back, so it's uh, it's time for you to give us some match reactions that you farm from the Instagram page that you have so uh, why don't you tell us about that and then uh, go on to uh, give us some of those match reactions yeah so a lot of them are um, sort of things we've already touched on I think the con- the um, the general feeling around the fans is pretty similar from what I can gather um, so we got Harry he said need a target man Charlie Wyke or a Jabo Abere type player as we have no focal point at the minute um Jamie said, injuries aren't helping us. McGeoch played well, and so did Gibson, but just can't score at the minute. Um, Luke Johnson said, should be winning when they go down to 10 men. Yeah, we definitely should be winning. Um, And then Ellie said, thought it was poor. We need to improve. Game is okay, considering the injuries we have. So yeah, basically just touching on similar things that we've talked about. Um, target man. Um, obviously the injuries is a massive part of. Um, well, people seem to think that, you know, it's playing a massive part in the results that we're getting. 
Which is true, given the size of the squad we have at the minute. It's obviously not the biggest squad in the league. Um, and yeah, should be winning when we go down to 10. I mean, I thought we looked all right, to be fair, when um, when they did go down to 10. But it's just that, it's just been the story of the season, hasn't it? We haven't been scoring enough. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. And uh, lads, uh, it's, it's always difficult to give a man of the match when Carla United lose, but that's all that seems to be happening at the yeah. moment, unfortunately. Um, Dylan McGeoch did win the man of the match on the day, the official man of the match. And, uh, you know, as a sign of encouragement, I'd like to give him my Foxes feature man of the match to continue to do well and hopefully be a bit of a shining light, a bit of a shot in the arm, similar to like a new sign-in resurgence, pretty much, you know, since he hasn't featured much this season. Uh, Will, who would you like to give a man of the match to, if anyone? Uh, um, I'm going to give it to Jordan Gibson again. Um, I think <clears throat> him and, you know, to an extent also Plange, um, you know, they I think they did their part and Plange came quite close to scoring. But in terms of putting those balls in the box, uh, Gibson and Plange were good going forward. Uh, Gibson shades it, obviously stayed on longer as well. Um, so, yeah, Gibson. That's a fair shout. Max, have you got a man of the match? Um, yeah, I'll say McGeoch for that. Um thought he did really well. He kind of gave us glimpses of maybe what the Forest Green fans saw last year. Um, he obviously got player of the year uh, for them last year. So I think if he can stay fit, he'll be a, he'll be a really big player for us. Good shout, good shout. Just like mine. Uh, Liam? Yeah, I'm just going to have to agree with you. Um, stick with the sponsors, man of the match. He, he didn't play badly. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, give it to him. It's a safe shout. It's a safe shout, lads. And, uh, you know, we would normally at this point of the show look ahead to next weekend's opponents. But, uh, you know, like we've already covered a few times on this episode, there isn't next weekend's opponents because of the international break. So we'll move on, gentlemen, to everybody's favourite game. Guessing the player. Guessing the player. Guessing the player. Let's go. Guessing the player. 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 Come on, guessing boys. Getting. I am jazzed because I'm playing this week. Um, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm so excited that I've got lost and I've forgotten who's the clue guys. And I think my opponent is Liam. Um, uh, we're going to see. Uh, we're going to hand over, in fact, uh, to to Liam because you're you're the you're the SWAT and the statistician when it comes to guessing the player. It has to be said. Yeah, um, I think I can go top um, if I win this. So, you know. Yeah, what is the um, the league table last, at the minute? Last year. So at the moment, I do believe because after last week, Will and Liam had a snore draw, mm. and uh, neither man got the points uh, when it was Graham. Kavner, and I, I believe there was even a snow draw the week before that. I think the last time somebody actually scored points was Will the week before he went on holiday. So the league table is pretty much the same as it was a month ago with Liam and Max drawing at the top both on five points. Uh, Will in second place, I believe, on two does that sound right? And I, then I've got I one. don't know. I thought you were keeping score. That's your job. I'll have it written somewhere. <laughs> I think me and Max are both on eight, aren't we? No, I don't think it's eight. 
<laughs> we don't know. I've got it written down. I've got some stuff written down somewhere. I'll be yeah, like, totally. I, rem- I remember me, me and Max are joint. I think. That happened. Right. That happened when when Will maybe when Will was on holiday. That happened, and you had like three points, and Max had, but you were still second, and Max was still first, but Will was still last. Okay. Whatever it is, there will be more uh, points, and I'm sure somebody. That's it. Will. Yeah, it's that. It's that because because last week Will had the opportunity, and I remember he said it in his pre-match uh, pre-match interview that he had the opportunity to either climb up there with the big boys if he got all the points, or at least get further away from the relegation zone. <laughs> well, this, there should be some points up for grabs here because I think it's quite a, quite a good one, quite an easy one. Oh, nightmare, yeah. because Liam's the home team uh, this time. So uh, you get to go first, my friends. And, uh, you know, joint top of the league. You're doing really well. Uh, myself, I'm bottom of the league. Uh, you know, I've got a lot to play for, at least to try and get back amongst things. You have already beaten me this season. Uh, that's true. The one point that I do have was in the Liam Derby. Uh, so maybe <laughs> I'm going to once again, at least the plan for me is to once again raise my performance for the Derby and, uh, you know, just upset the odds once again and continue what could be a Cinderella season uh, uh, for me. Uh, but uh, Liam, obviously, you know, all the pressure now firmly on your shoulders. Uh, how are you feeling after, you know, I am your bogey team. Yeah, um, Derby uh, games haven't been kind this season, <laughs> so um, you've just got to put it right, haven't you? And, that's what it, and I'm going to put it right by going top of the league against the clue guide, so, you know. Oh, that's right, and that's a very good way to hand over to the clue guide, so we'll take a back seat uh, this week for guessing the player, because we're going to hand over to Max, and uh, like I've already said, Liam's the home team, he'll be guessing first, and it's time for the first clue, let's go, Max. Oh, I guess it's the player. <laughs> right, so firstly, first clue is, um, let me just get it up. So this player signed for United in 2021 after playing for Wigan, making 13 appearances and scoring once. I think that was Zach Clough. That's it. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes home team team advantage can really be a a a crawl. (laughs) (laughs) That was like, I I thought that was, because out of the three clues, I put the hardest one first just to not make it like so easy. What else did you have? The second one was signed for Nottingham, signed for Nottingham Forest from Bolton in 2017 in a big money move. That's two and a half million. Yeah, that I think I've got that one because well. that's like one of the yeah. main things about him when he signed. Yeah. And then the last one was currently plays for Adelaide United in Australia. Yeah. And obviously yeah, signed for them. Yeah, but I mean, you regardless. know, if you do stats, Liam knows stats. I know stats. Yeah. To be honest, I, mean, I just between, remember reading between, all the Wigan between... fans talking about him when we signed him. That's, that's what <laughs> yeah. it is. Between between Liam's fucking Alan Ross um, debacle <laughs> in the seventies, that was and, ridiculous, man. That and was yeah, so and then yeah, <laughs> yeah. spoon feeding Zach Clough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I should have shouldn't have done that. If I'd have known it was Liam, I would have said something <laughs> obscure. <laughs> He's got black hair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! But then, no congratulations. That's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. And uh, home team advantage can really be a massive advantage in guessing the Would player. Would you have Liam. got that, Liam? Would you yeah. have got that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I would have got Zach Clough. Yeah. 
That's why I said bastard when you said exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Top of the top of the league, you know. We, I was I was I was bottom at one point, so this is um. Congratulations! You know, I, I, yeah, I came back against Wills last season, and he still beat me with like <laughs> a week to go. But uh... still lost minute winner. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like young, it's like young confidence that'll come back and bite you in the ass again <laughs> if you're not careful. But for now, for now, you are dancing uh, very high on top of the league. And uh, gentlemen, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Uh, not only just for guessing the player, it was a great game. It was a lot of fun. It always is a fantastic game. Congratulations, Liam. I'd be shaking your hand and swapping shirts if I could. Oh, uh, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, gentlemen, it's it, it is it's always a pleasure to have you here on the Blue Army podcast. I really appreciate you donating your time week in week out uh, for the listeners making some content that is positive in a time in Carlo United fans hearts where it might be a little bit difficult uh, right now not a lot of positivity or a lot of uh, a lot of I mean you know the takeover's positive but it's not clear you know we're, we're not in all yeah. of you know it it I mean? will be massively positive when it happens. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but like you know, it's it's nice that there can be a nice bit of a shining light. And uh, you know, I, I want to <laughs> remind people uh, to come along to see you next Tuesday. That starts this Tuesday, and will be happening every single Tuesday uh, from now until I tell you otherwise. Right, yeah. Basically, uh, it's an open mic night slash indie jukebox at Bar Thirty Two, which is on Botchergate between both the Weatherspoons. Uh, if you can't find. Find it. It's right between the two weather spoons. I can't be any more clearer than that. You will find it. And uh, yeah, there's food, there's booze, there's games. They've got Pac-Man. Uh, there's pool tables. There'll be live music. There'll be uh, an indie jukebox selection. And uh, I think all of us uh, will probably be there as well uh, for some of the night. Uh, so uh, come on down. It's going to be a great time. Thank you so much for joining us for the Blue Army podcast. Uh, gentlemen, and there isn't really anything else left for us to do apart from saying bye for now. Bye for now. In a bit. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.